What's up, man? Oh, what's up, young man? You doing all right? Man, I'm doing great. Good, good. I mean, I guess it's the time for a change of seasons. Oh. And my, yeah, I was sick for about two weeks. Ah, uh, the allergies and sinuses caught up with you? No, nah, man. I just oh. one day just felt like crap. Oh. I went to the emergency room on base, which is probably a mistake. Yeah, that's three hours of your life. You won't get back? Yeah, you know what this guy told me, man? Go what? home and sleep it off. <laughs> that sounds about like the zero fucks they give. So, <laughs> he gave me a, a, a note to take back to my supervisor. So, I stayed out for about two days and Came back to work Monday, still feeling like shit. So I just decided to stay at work and just give it to all everybody. That's the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> if the medical professionals are not worried about it, why should I be worried about? It? I thought I was being a responsible citizen by what? trying to. Get rid of it, you know, medicate it. But, you know, he only gave me a note to stay home for two days. Yeah, he failed you. It's like after COVID, they stopped giving a damn. <laughs> they like, eh, anything after this ain't real. You're lucky and just do what they normally do, throw you some Motrin and tell you good luck. Hey, man, at first I thought he was going to do that. <laughs> it's always Motrin or ibuprofen. That's all they got. But he was scared because I told him, I said, look, I don't want to stay at work because the guy that took um, Miss White place, uh-huh. he he had um, prostate surgery. He has prostate removal. Ooh. So he is uh, immune compromised. Ah, yeah, you can't, yeah. And I told the doctor, I said, look, man, I don't want to go back around my coworker. He's immune compromised. I feel like I'm spreading germs and... He said, oh, okay, I understand that. Two days. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, you should be good after two days. Really? I'm sitting there going, really? Two days? Okay, all right. Like, you really don't care what happens to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, how you been doing, man? I've been all right. I've been all right. Life's been good. Can't complain about nothing. Uh, nothing too crazy is going on. Nothing ground shattering. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, um, before we start the podcast, mm-hmm. give me your opinion on Kyle Shanahan firing his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan. You know, he fired the defensive coordinator. No. I yeah, I that. mean, somebody had to take the fall for the 49ers losing. I don't think I don't think it was anyone's fault. It was the it wasn't the defensive coordinator's fault. You know what my problem was? And I really wish my Lions would have made it because I think we could have won because they weren't aggressive enough. When they took that field goal, they should have just went for for game. Yeah. Cause the field goal and NFL overtime doesn't mean anything if you got the ball first. It doesn't. So why not just go for it? And if you lose, you're going to lose anyway. I don't like the conservative play. 
And we know good and well our coach wouldn't have done that. No. No. Yo, your coach will fucking go for it. No matter what. No matter what. <laughs> Man, don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can just look at him and say, yeah, this motherfucker going for it. And no matter what. <laughs> and no fear in his eyes. No regret. No he nothing. doesn't even hesitate. And I'm like, hey, Dan, they know we doing it. Dan, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, one more thing before we yep. get into this. Mm-hmm. Finally winning, Willis, in Atlanta. They, they, they're trying to take her off the case because she slept with one of her lawyers. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to say, James? <laughs> Look, There's definitely a conflict of interest. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But the longer this goes on, the wackier this trial gets. This stuff seems like it's not real. Look, they only care because she's trying to prosecute Trump. Trump is definitely the most protective man ever. Look, man, in courthouses around the country, around the world, I'm pretty sure the DA is fucking somebody. Oh, guaranteed. I mean, they even portray that shit on uh, Law and Order. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way in any job field that you put people together and for the those more demanding jobs, you spend more time at work than at home. Right. That the urges ain't gonna go away. So you know, you roll up in there and sometimes it gets a little late and you're trying to come to a ruling and you get to, you know, getting some justice on your own. Between y'all. I mean, they could have been in a late night meeting and he said, Hey, you want something to eat? No, I want some dick. Oh shit, okay. Oh, he's like, all right. You know, right. no man ever goes, nah, that ain't on the menu. You just go, all right, well. <laughs> you just go, well, look at this erection. <laughs> now, I can turn this down and cripple my manhood or lose my job. Or I just go ahead and give some D. He like, how often do I get offered pussy on a platter? This may never happen again. I got to do it. Right. (laughs) Every man has that thought of, what if this never happens again? (laughs) What if this never gets offered to me again? This could be my last shot at sex. We don't have the same... Women don't share the same fear we do. We like, damn, I might, it might not happen again. I need to do it. May not ever happen. A woman just offering it to you instead of you begging for it. Yep. Instead of you trying, putting on a show, doing everything to get it, you go, hey, oh, shit, this offer, I, I got to do it by law. By law? You just have to get in there. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Constitution, he would have been violating the Constitution if he would have turned it down. Shame on him. We would have had him arrested and prosecuted. Right. In the black people court. Absolutely. Okay, let's start this podcast. Hello. Oh. Welcome to the This Is Just Crazy Talk podcast. I am your host, James, and I got my brilliant co-host, Jarrell Williams. Jarrell Williams of the... 
Oh, Real Talk Podcast. R E L L Talk. With Thorin. Thorin Dragoy. Boy, all right. All right. I heard your last podcast. A gem like normal. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and look, audience, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, podcaster is going through a change. Mm, yes. We hope we can still provide you with our top-notch podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we don't know what it's going to look like after the change. Yes. And what date is the change? I don't know. Is it coming up soon? Yeah. I think it's April. Okay. Yeah. But until then, we're going to keep giving y'all podcasts. There you go. Uh, support us. Um, reach out to us. Um, let us know uh, after the change how you feel about the change, if we're still doing this. And I think, you know what? It'll be a learning curve, but I think we'll still be at this. Oh, yeah. I think it would be dumb of them to just prevent us from being able to do this because we're the whole reason they're there. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Right. Okay, guys, this is your guide to making informed decisions for the upcoming presidential election this November. Mm-hmm. Today, this episode, we are giving you crucial information on how to process and how to exercise your constitutional right to picking your candidate. Whomever would be the essential approach to making your decision. Y'all ready? Let's start. So, I'm going to give you scenarios that our AI, we're going to call her Brenda, gave us to uh, picking your candidate. So here's what I want y'all to do, the audience. And Drell, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to go back to your 18-year-old self. Mm-hmm. I want you to wipe your mind of your preconceived notions. You know, how you're growing up, your mother, your father, your, your influence on how to pick a candidate. Uh-huh. That that drunken uncle that say, hey, boy, you know, you better pick him because he's the right guy. Your, your drunken aunt, hey, don't pick him or I'm going to fuck you up. You know, get all those preconceived notions out of your head. All right. And you, you got an uncle or aunt that say they'll fuck you up if you vote for somebody. Nah, I got certain ones that uh, say voting don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a step further. <laughs> they like, I don't count. They're going to make it what they want to anyway. And they're, uh, they're brothers of mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is what our Brenda generated for us on how to pick a candidate. All right. One, the first step in picking a candidate is to understand your own values and priorities. Uh-huh. Take some time to reflect on what issues matter to you. Is it healthcare? Is it the economy? Is it climate? Is it social justice? Is it foreign policy? Or is it anything else entirely? By identifying your core values, you can bring to elevate which candidate aligns with your beliefs. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. Your candidate should definitely 
align with what you believe and whatever your morals gravitate towards and the things that you find important when you look at the social issues that go on in our country and on a smaller scale, whatever community, state, or city you reside in. Right, right. Um, do you believe in the, the, the premise that local elections are more important than the general election? Yes, for the simple fact that at the end of the day, on a grander scale, whoever the president is doesn't really affect your day-to-day, but the local elections the thing that people don't pay as much attention to because it doesn't get as much media coverage affects the laws and the governance that go on in your community way more often because anything at a federal level is done much bigger and it takes longer as we can see to even come into practice wow yeah that's 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 good okay let's go to the second one Mm -hmm. once you've Clarified your priorities. It's time to research the candidate. Look beyond the headlines and dig into policies, track records, and personal background. Explore their website, speeches, voting records, if applicable, uh, news sources, and have a comprehensive understanding of their key issues and how they choose to run their office. I like that. Yes. But all politicians lie. Of course. It's part of the job. Yeah. So even if you're doing this, you know, a politician can say it's like um, they're saying, well, George uh, um, Biden didn't do anything for immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a Republican um, House and a Democratic Senate that can't agree on issues. So when a president breaks his promise, when you're in a divided government like we are, mm-hmm. I mean, do you still hold that person that tried uh, accountable for that issue that you didn't, he didn't get done when he couldn't get it done. I hold him accountable based on him getting done what can be done beyond Congress, but that's very few things because you remember during the time when Obama was president, anything that he would put out, the Republican Party would oppose, even if it was something they agreed with. Right. So we've seen that happen even with Trump. We've seen it happen with Biden. I think any president, when the opposite party is in control of one of the houses of Congress or both, could be the Senate and the House. And um, it's an uphill battle. And I mean, it's nothing you can do. That's just gridlock. Right. Yeah. Right. And you can't fight gridlock. I guess if a, a, a president can do a lot with... Um, what they call it when he can just an sign an executive stuff. order with an executive order but there's even limitations to that right yeah because I mean at a certain point if there wasn't a balance in doing that it would make him a dictator 
you right. can just sign off stuff. And I'm pretty sure there's a limited number that you can do of those as well. Because the Republicans, when Obama was doing um, executive orders, they called him dictator in chief mm-hmm. for just doing it. Exe- and every president does executive There's orders. not one that doesn't. And if I were president, I would too. Right. Yes. You can even appoint a cabinet member out of session. If the House and Senate are not in session, you can appoint a cabinet member by just saying, hey, you guys are not in session. I'm going to appoint this guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't see why more candidates don't do that. I was like, hey, what's stopping them? Just wait till they go on break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. With, but anyway. Number three. Mm-hmm. Remember to consider not only the candidate what the candidates say, but also what the candidate has done. Access their past actions and decisions to gear their competency and their commitment to their principles. Look for evidence of leadership, integrity, and effectiveness in addressing the challenges that faces our nation. Hmm. That takes research, especially if the candidate's been in the game for a while. For somebody like Trump, you would have to look beyond his political standings because he hasn't been a politician that long and look at how he's carried himself as a businessman and the values he practiced for Biden you'd have to do a whole lot of digging because he's been a politician for damn near 40 years I believe if not more and that's you have to look at the records of what he's voted for why he voted for and what he believes on has he changed on the way he sees certain issues and is that a trajectory of what he's going to do in the future true mm-hmm. and this one leads back the, the next one read leads back to the one I just read mm-hmm. it is also important to consider character and mm-hmm. temperament of the candidate there you evaluate go evaluate their leadership style communication and ability to inspire truth and confidence Trust and confidence. The presidency requires a strong moral character, resilience, and the capability to navigate complex issues with grace and dignity. Trump doesn't have none of that. No, Obama had that. Obama had that. Obama had that. Um, I, I would I say to a far Bush, uh, not Daddy Bush, but Bush too had that a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had character. I give him yeah, that. Yeah, he had character. Yeah, he had character. Uh, it's a little bit... Now it's the questioning of uh, Biden's mind. Right. Yeah. And That goes in competency. Yeah. That goes in Trump and Biden. No, both of them, yeah. But I was talking about Biden's there now. But yes, both of them. Um because you can see during his speeches because at first I know he said he grew up with a stuttering habit but there are times where it looks like he's losing train of thought right and then he goes on these tangents yeah and that, that's kind of wild when there's a teleprompter in front of you right there's Trump been a lot completely of completely out of pocket all the time 
dude right. probably pushed the teleprompter to the side and said, I'm just going off the dome. <laughs> That's frightening because we wound up hearing the shit he says is crazy. Look, shit that Trump said is crazy. Remember when he said inject yourself with bleach? Bruh, people act like that didn't happen. <laughs> they do. <laughs> what kills me is he says the off the wall shit and the Trump supporters be like, nah. Bruh, it's, it's been recorded. You can YouTube it. <laughs> it's a fact. Now, what if I was a knucklehead? And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> the president said it was okay. Let me just go get this syringe and put some Clorox in it. No, at that point, it's natural selection. <laughs> if you do that, we don't need you. <laughs> I don't feel sympathy for any fool that did that. <laughs> you have to have the competency in yourself to realize this guy's a nut. And for him to say that, anyone that follows it, hey, you on your own, you got it. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. As you evaluate the candidate, don't forget to examine their plans for the future. What their specific policies to do that to do what they address in their speeches. How realistic are their policies? their principles and how complex are they look at the candidate who offers concrete solutions for their problems if somebody has a realistic goal then yes you can if it aligns with what you want that's cool if they have some out the way thing it's completely different um or it could be a goal the Obama ones were things put in place that couldn't be achieved even in his eight years. Right. This was, I'm planning for the future. This is the direction we need to go. The uh, the Trump shit was, you know, building a wall that's 2,000 miles long just wasn't realistic. That just, that wasn't <laughs> happening. I get the goal behind it because we do have a problem with immigration. But, um, that wasn't the solution. The, the more realistic solution would be putting more money and bodies on border patrol. Some more short-term solutions for a long-term goal. No, Obama had the right idea. Obama has, was deported more people in his term than any other president. Oh, they, they, his nickname was the deporter in chief. Get yeah, rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, bruh, look, I don't know why, but you know, that's why sometimes I feel like I am a conservative. Because I say, when the motherfucker crossed the border 24 hours later, you put them on a plane back to their country of and origin. Back home. But, the thing is, once they land, they're going to get back on the road and come back. Oh, they'll come back. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. But, I mean, we can't just have them come because we get to a point where we can't provide resources. We're not a country that doesn't have our own problems. If we had no homeless, sure, why not? Why not? But we have our own issues with financial struggles we have economic issues we have class divide i mean there's things going on that people can see 
I mean, there's not many cities where we don't see homeless people out. And if you're using those tax dollars to support somebody from another nation, it doesn't look good. I don't want anyone to struggle. And I, I had a buddy at work that was talking to me. His plan was a bit far out there, but I like, yo, the CIA, you know, all these countries, I'm going to just say like Nicaragua, uh-huh. people coming from there because there's, uh, there's crooked politicians. Right. Smoke them people. Nice. I said, cool, but the issue with those countries is another person always comes next. At what point do we stop having to put these people down? <laughs> to continue solving their problems. I mean, and I'm not talking like it's a it's a national thing. I'm talking SEAL Team Six kind of some CIA. We dropping a body and no one knows it. Dude just happened to do that Russian shit where you walk in one day and you fall unconscious. Terrell, if you are a dog mm-hmm. and you your owner says, hey. Don't do something, or you shit on the carpet, mm-hmm. and you hold your other dog down, and you put a bullet in your dog head that shit on the carpet. Do you think that other dog that saw you put a bullet in your homeboy's head because he shit on the carpet is he gonna shit on the carpet? So you're telling me my man's solution works. So you said <laughs> if we smoke these fools, it'll get the call done. That's what I'm hearing, James. So, hey, man, if you smoke the fools, cool. CIA has done more for less. <laughs> more for less. <laughs> so, I mean, if we can enact that. The cool. only thing the CIA has failed at was killing Castro. Ah, that's true. That's they true. could not kill Which Castro. Which shocks me. Because there were very, there were a whole lot of attempts. <laughs> <laughs> an insane amount of attempts. I don't think there's been more attempts on someone's life than be there. <laughs> Look, Castro had a motherfucker that would eat his food before he did. Because he knew people were trying to smoke his ass. <laughs> <He was laughs> and Castro like, would sit there and watch. Hey, uh, oh. Hey, yo, buddy, you okay? Oh, no, man. I don't feel so good. Okay. Like they tried to get me again. Well, wouldn't happen to me, though. <laughs> And look, they was trying to get rid of her Saddam Hussein ass for years. They had to start a war to kill this motherfucker. It took a while, but we got him. <laughs> Thing with Bin Laden. It took a while. Yeah. Um, um, what's, up, what's up, buddy Dame? And, um, damn, uh, Gaddafi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, it took a few years to, 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 to get to Gaddafi. See, so we the CIA all, can do it. We honestly are hoping. I'm just going to keep it real. We hoping Ukraine smokes Vladdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we hoping. <laughs> but it's not looking like they get much closer to him. Or anyone can get closer to him. Hey, before I get to the last one, did you hear what Trump said? If you're not... Bro, that NATO shit, he talking like if a you're monster. Not, if you're not paying in the NATO... I'm gonna let Russia president whoop your ass. This motherfucker's the Teflon Don, dog. You can't talk to people like that. That's extortion. If you don't pay up, I'm gonna let them come through. 
Bro, what? If you don't pay up, I'm gonna let Putin fuck you up. He like, hey, that's on you. If you ain't in, you out. <laughs> I went, this dude is a real gangster. Y'all cool <laughs> with this? This y'all boy. This on tape. <laughs> it's on tape. That's a treasonous statement. And he don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. And people still rock with this dude. I ain't even talking about the Republican Party. This motherfucker. <laughs> y'all rocking with him. <laughs> this y'all guy. And y'all like, hell yeah. Y'all still out there with these dumbass mega hats. And this dude's active. He's supporting the goddamn Bond villain. Putin <laughs> out here trying to get nukes in space. I don't know what type of Dr. No shit he's on, but that's <laughs> frightening to me. Man, I heard that shit. I was like, this motherfucker is untouchable. He can say whatever. He's he been telling people he can say whatever, man. You know it's wilder if you go beyond Kanye levels of I can say whatever and nothing's gonna happen to me. Trump's that level. No matter what, I'm just still be standing. And you dumb motherfuckers gonna support me. And you gonna vote for me. Trump is gonna be president. It's scary. Look, I'm not gonna vote for him. Oh, neither will I. But, but there are people I know. You know what? No, let's be realistic. What's crazier is I think his support has grown. It has. Even after seeing shit like that. The the sound bites, the the clips, the actual. My man is going through a trial a week. Every time it looks like they add something else. Oh, he fucked this up. He's going in. Now he owes $350 million for fraudulent acts. And people are like, nah, man, they just trying to get him down. He running for president. Bitch, no. He's doing this shit. And y'all just... Your boy is the villain. <laughs> they don't want to accept that they rock him with, you know, Palpatine. <laughs> no, w- w- what did Thanos say <laughs> when he said y'all, y'all, and y'all old legs back to me? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't live with your failure, and what did it do? Led you right back to me. He's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, Biden ain't looking too hot. Come on through. Come on. He's like, I can oh. come fuck shit up again for y'all. <laughs> All right, let me read this last one. Oh yeah. Okay. Finally, engage with others in their thoughtful discussions and debates. Share your insights and your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to responsible people that you look up and admire. I hope they put responsible in caps. (laughs) No, they didn't. (laughs) Engage in civil discussions. Mm. which can bring about positive discussions. This AI has never talked about politics. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's it. And then uh, in conclusion, mm-hmm. choosing a candidate for a president requires careful considerations of values, research, and the candidate's background and policies, evaluations, character and leadership engage in thought provoking debate 
with friends, family members about where you think the direction the country should be going in. Engage in thought-provoking, friendly, nonviolent dialogue to make sure our country is shaped in the direction that we want it to be in. I recommend you on that a dialogue with people you like. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It turns south quick. I wish it wasn't that way, but we all know we've all been in a heated conversation with somebody about politics. Politics, religion, and religion politics. and politics all the time. It, you could go in with the best intentions with questions. At some point, somebody gets to hollering, "Why don't you fucking believe what I believe?" Right. Right. I'm like, all right, man. I just wanted to know why you practice that, whatever religion, or why you support this party. It becomes a personal attack, and it gets ugly fast. I and you re- know what baffles me? I don't know why. Why that's the case? Why people tie their identity to those things? Yeah, that's true. I don't understand why, especially in politics, I can understand religion and your belief, your faith, whatever you think is going to happen in the afterlife, how you carry yourself in this world. Cool. I can see a little more allegiance to that. Politics? These candidates don't give a fuck about us. No, they don't. wearing behind them. And it's usually a group of liars on either side that just want to do whatever to maintain the power they have. And you're swearing undying allegiance to them, and that bothers me. Right. Now, if you... And I know people are going to disagree with me. Uh-huh. If you look at... And this is just the way I see it. If uh-huh. you look at the conservative party. And some people think that there is a difference between Republican and conservative. Uh-huh. Which... I see Republicans as the old regime, maybe like um, Bush, um, Gore, um, not Gore, um, the old Republicans that, you know, you can sit down and have a conversation with and maybe have uh, intelligent dialogue and maybe uh-huh. you can come to some common ground. But these new fangled Republicans, they want to burn this bitch down if they don't get their way. <laughs> you know what? I used to think, you know, between Republican and conservative and Democratic and uh, liberal, there wasn't much of a difference. But I think the conservative and liberals are the extreme of, of each sides. side. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's what I started to notice. And they take it to the nth power. Because you're right, if they don't get their way, they're willing to burn everything down. And it's quite frightening. And you can't have a intelligent conversation with people that are on the fringes, on the outside. And hopefully when you're talking to them, you identify that a nut's a nut quick. Right. You escape that conversation as soon as you can. Because they, they unravel quick. If you try to have a debate or a conversation with a LGBTQ mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. person. Even if you're an ally, even if you believe, and I am an ally, mm-hmm. I believe. I've been too, yeah. I believe in their cause. I believe they should be able to live their life and love who they want. And love who they want. Yes. Now, because I don't want my daughter going to the bathroom with a boy, I'm an asshole. And, and I want to see them dead, which that's crazy. Yes. But those are extremists. It's like the the extreme feminists, the the man hating dudes. <laughs> that just no matter what man ain't shit I don't need no man man make everything worse man that a problem good lord I don't know who hurt you and I'm sorry that happened but those are the purest definition of an example of extremity and you can't have a conversation with them right you can't now let's talk about black people that are conservatives you, you hear black people that say, oh, I'm a conservative, and I don't see, no, I've never seen um, the Republican Party or, or a MAGA people be racist. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? I'm like, well, where have you been? <laughs> where what, you been? What do you have on your eyes? And I just don't understand. It's a lot of people that see what they want to see. The, the Candace Owens of the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I have a quick tangent question to ask you. Mm-hmm. What what group is Doctor Umar? Because dude is he's he's technically no, not technically. He is. He's racist. He's fucking racist. <laughs> and <laughs> he's racist against anybody that's not black. But he I, is. I don't know who he aligns with. Doctor Umar is racist as fuck because he's too pro-black he's too he's black you you ever see the movie see before when that dude has a song i'm blacker than black 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 black, and i'm black and i'm back he is that (laughs) but sometimes you listening to him i'm like okay you make sense up to a point. I'm like, up to okay, a point. Okay, and okay. then you be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, then man? Then he goes way beyond. Because he even gets to talking about, you remember, we had this talk about uh, Wakanda forever. Right. And then he has this conversation about, what did I watch? Because I think Brew is the one that sent it to me. It's some wacky ass video. Him talking about uh, black people shouldn't be dating white women white because women, yes. there's different shades of black all over. Rather it be, he even started incorporating like Latin people. That's a different type of brown. And then he started talking some wacky shit. Uh, he just went all over. And I'm thinking, you ever hear somebody say, and I said this about Candace Owens before, you ever hear somebody say something so out of pocket, you don't even think they believe it? Oh, I, every time I hear Candace Owens, Cause I, I feel think, like those kind I don't of think people he believes say it, it to get does. a rise out of you. Right. You can't be this far, because they both seem like intelligent people. But to an extent, they seem insane. <laughs> they crazy as They just crazy, and I kind of want to just meet them off camera to see if they really like that. 
but I'm scared that they might really be like that. This might just not be a personality in front of camera. This might be who they are, and that's even more frightening. Yeah. It's um, this movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at YouTube, there are black people, conservative black people that are anti-black. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems oh, like yeah. every podcast they do, they have to talk about They're their own race. Yep. They're shitting on black people. <laughs> I'm like, did your mother beat the fuck out of you while you was a child? I mean, did your dad make you sleep Went out in the milk garage? Never came back. Right. <laughs> I mean, why do you hate black people? That so, much. And they, and they, they, they try to make their statement sound so convincing, and I'm like, okay, yeah. But you can say that about any race, but you're yeah. saying it about your own race, and you shitting on your own race. You fool, you're black. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, now. Like, I have no problem with if you fall in love with a person of the other race, good for you. Yeah. You you found the person that you love. You found love. You found love. And I hope it lasts until both of y'all go to the great beer. Yep. Right. But those people that are married, I, I say most of about black women that are married to white men because there's a movement of uh, black women are making better choices Mm. and they're choosing white men Mm. so what happens okay you made a better choice you chose a white man but he whooped your ass (laughs) yeah I'm like what makes that a better choice yeah cause they it was this one black girl that uh, it was the she was on um What's that TV show when they uh, like got like a hundred dudes and they pick one? Uh, oh, the Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Yeah, she married a white guy, and then she got mad because a white guy divorced her. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He didn't divorce you. Divorce you because you was black. No. He divorced <laughs> you because you was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's an individual problem. Yeah. <laughs> Or, but it's this. Oh, go ahead. I was just. Or the, the the women that are mad at Kelsey because he's oh, dating um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and the black women because he dated two black women. Yeah. And now they say, oh, he shouldn't know us because he switched the. No, he made their smart choice. He I went mean, with the money. I'm like, you talking about the biggest star right now? <laughs> I, outside of Beyonce, nobody's moving like her. So. Why wouldn't he? Especially the level that he's on. Winning Super Bowls, he's in the media all the time. He needs somebody that's at that level to move the way he moves. Now, the problem I have, because I've seen certain black dudes, definitely artists like the, I believe it was The Weeknd that says, you know, he don't fuck with black. 
I have no problem with you having a preference over whichever race you date. That's cool. I don't think you need to put down another race. No, you don't. That's you the don't. problem. That's where no. I draw the line. I'm like, all right, man, you're doing too much. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm hey, man, like, love who you want to love, but don't yeah. put down your own race. Yeah, man, that's nasty. That's like these passport bros that oh, are going. Yeah. Um, these motherfuckers are getting killed over there, though. That's a risk. You're getting set up. Your dumb asses is going. You know it's a dude on the other side. You're getting honeypotted. <laughs> you go over there, they like, oh, that food really coming? All right. You're lucky if all you get is robbed. Because a lot of them, as you said, end up dead. Yeah. You're leaving, bro. you in the biggest, one of the biggest countries. With the, if you want diversity, you could go probably within your state, and if not, you can go to a different region. You don't have to go overseas to find whatever you're looking for. And if your problem is that they're Americanized, there are whole communities like Chinatowns and Mexican towns and whatever that still live as if they're in those countries within America. Why take that risk? Bro, you don't have to go to uh, Ecuador to find you a fucking Ecuadorian woman. I'm, the Philippines? Do you don't have to go to the Philippines to find you a Filipino. She's right here Bruh. in the United States. You can go anywhere in this country and find any woman from around the globe here, I promise. Bro, just go down and stand at the border. Give it 10 minutes. Come on, man. You can green card her up. <laughs> You can't help all of that, man. Look, you, you can get authentic Mexican and she gets to become a citizen. Tear your ass to New York. Oh, go yeah. on one of them missions and be like, look, you, you, can you speak English? Oh, see, so you're okay. All right, come on, let's yeah, go. Let's do it. We in here. Right, let's go. Bruh, how is Chinese nationals are coming across the border? See, that's the problem. We spent too much time looking at Mexico. People been sliding in. I don't know how that's happening. Well, somebody explained it. They fly from China to mm-hmm. a South American country. Uh-huh. And then they just jump on the line of people walking. And the smugglers, these Chinese people, they pay $35,000. Damn to get into the United States. Damn. Number one, where the fuck you getting that much money? That's why I'm like, damn, who were you before? If you can scramble up $35,000 in China, why the fuck are you coming here? (laughs) I don't have 35 grand to get anywhere. If you saved in your lifetime $35,000 for you and your family. Your life is good. I'm sorry. You are an entrepreneur and you are a hard-working person. Stay your ass in China. You can make it. You can make it. You beat against the grain, man. 35 grand at one time? Nah. Yeah. And you know what? It's not a good deal because they put them in cargo ships and and, and the, the back but of the... But 35 grand, I could be on the first to first class. Yeah. And, and I'm like... Oh, good. And I'm like, uh, you know, that's why sometimes I put on my conservative hat because, like, who are these motherfuckers? You know, they, they got 35 grand to get to Mexico to smuggle across the border. Who are 
are we letting in? Exactly. If a bomb goes off, how do you know these motherfuckers didn't plan this shit? Goddamn, this dude must be part of the triad. <laughs> he got connects, obviously, for 35 grand. Yeah, he could lift something off the map. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but, very hey, suspicious. What, what about the mom, the migrants in New York that whooped that damn cop ass? Oh, man. They couldn't find these motherfuckers. Exactly. They could disappear, man. And New York is the perfect place to disappear. New York is the perfect place. That's why Meryl Aaron Adams is pissed off. <laughs> it's too many people. You would never... Actually, I don't think you could really find somebody in New York unless somebody outed them. Right. Um, there was this veterans group out of Texas mm-hmm. and they do meals for veterans. Okay. And this woman was pissed off because she said, hey, our meals are being shortened because they're splitting up what they prepare for migrants. Was that true? Yeah, it's true. Oh. Damn. Because I know sometimes people say some shit and it's it sounds like well conspiracy. you know in New York that's what black people poor black people were mad about because they say now that these migrants are coming in you know the soup kitchens they have to they run out of food because now they feed all these migrants oh wow so that circles back to what we were discussing earlier about you start hurting your own people yeah, I don't have a problem with immigration in the sense that if people come through the right way or if you work to get here, I just don't think people should come through in droves and force their way in like that. Uh, that time they were using that Chicago public school to house the migrants. Right. You're putting your own people out of their right, the students to get an education through public school so you can fit someone else in. I don't know if I haven't been everywhere in the world, but I don't think any other country would do what we're doing. And maybe that differentiates us from everyone else, but I'm like, to what point are you punishing your own citizens to appease these people that are coming in for safety? But they say uh, because we're taking our eye off of Florida, now people from Cuba and Haiti are coming in through Florida, there are more people coming there because all our resources are directed at the Mexican border. I mean, people been coming into Florida, though. Yeah, but Miami it's more now. Is more diverse than most places. But you know what? I do blame liberal white people because white people, guess what? You're going to be outnumbered pretty soon. Oh, that'll happen fast, especially at this rate. Oh, that's going to happen fast. You're going to be outnumbered. Because right now, they're 60%. But if you add in all the different minorities, I'm pretty sure that number will dwindle and change. That's Not why including mixing in. That's why Texas is turning blue. Mm, that's wild to say. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. 
Texas is turning blue because, you know, when kids are being born, they get old enough to vote. And now they're getting old enough to vote. They are outnumbering white people and conservatives that have had a stranglehold on Texas this whole time. So they are growing. The conservatives are just getting old and just dying off and just letting these young Mexicans, Spanish, take over. Oh, yeah, they just saying, oh, no, we just going, oh, no, see, si, senor, we're just going to wait. We're just going to buy our time. We're just taking them out. We're going to wait them out. <laughs> but all right, my friend. All right. Man, we had a deep discussion today. We did. We did. I think we covered some good ground. How do you think we've uh, convinced people to uh, reconsider what they're voting for? Fuck no. Nah, we did. You know, people that dig their heels in, especially when it comes to politics. Oh yeah, they're probably talking shit to us. Oh yeah, we're just uh, especially the cons- oh yeah, especially uh, conservatives. These two black motherfuckers standing but up here. I talking- hope we got the attention of Umar and Owens. <laughs> oh, I, well, man, man, how long we've been begging Candace Owens to come come on our show? We Candace, we beg you to come on our show. Actually, I would love if we were the platform to have her debate with Umar. Yeah. Yeah. I would that, love that. That would never happen. Not I think true. I think Candace would be scared to debate with Umar. With Umar. Man. The pro-black against the anti-black? Yeah, yeah. Both sides of extremes? That would be the debate. I'd pay for that. Oh, I'd pay for that. I'll oh, maybe it. we can have both of them go on Club Shay Shay. Oh, everybody spills on Club Shay Shay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Club Shay Shay, the new Oprah. Oh, yeah. Bro, you know how much he made off of that Cat Williams um, podcast? I know he made a come up. They said he made millions. They said at one point he was making $3,000 a minute. Dang. I know you get so many per every, I don't know, thousand viewers or whatever, and he got right. millions. So, yeah, he was making dope. Bro, I, I just want 50 cents. Oh, that'd be interesting. I just, I don't want all that money. I just want a little bit. Oh, I thought you meant get 50 cents on the show. You oh, no, no, no. I was just doing 50 cents of like, profits from a podcast. Oh, you just want a percentage of... <laughs> you gotta do stupid numbers for that. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, I think it's, uh, you just gotta have the right show. And that Cat Williams show was just the right show. Everyone needs a, a, a hot episode to catch the people's attention and it has to be at the right time. Right. That was the beginning of the year. People were Pete. They saw Cat. They wondered what he was talking about. And when you started listening to it, at first it sounded wacky, but then he started spilling tea. And, and then, then he, he came with, what's that fat bitch name? Monique. Oh, God. Monique just sounds like she's filled with hate. 
She is, man. Yeah. Monique yeah. is a bitter ass woman. And no wonder people said she was difficult mm. to work with. I could see that, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nah, I can't. Yeah. I do think Cat is jealous of Kevin Hart. Yeah, I do too. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's sad people got to live with hate in their hearts. But what were you going to say, James? Oh, no. I was going to say, I was going to close it out oh, by okay. saying, hey, it was wonderful, man. I'm, yep. You know. I, I, I wait for our next one. I, I wait for you and um, Soren's next one. All right. And thank you for joining our show today. Give us your questions, your comments, your feedbacks. Cuss her out. Cuss us out, fellow. We're dumb ass black people. For <laughs> you know, we we welcome this. Oh, of course, of course. Okay. Until next time. Thank until you. Until next time.